This episode of The Cash is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free and comes equipped with creation tools that let you use it right away from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. Anchor also allows you to make money off your podcast right away with minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, I'm Robbie Clark, and you're listening to The Cash. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Cash. My name's Robbie Clark, and today I'm with very special guest, Taylor Huss. Taylor Huss, how you doing? Great, how are you doing? I am doing very swell. I'm in a very nice part of California, over in the Bay. And the day was supposed to be cloudy, but now it's going to be all sunshine. Heck yeah. I am sitting in the clouds in Portland, Oregon. And it is also a wonderful part of this country. (laughs) Of this world. Of this world. Of this world. Oh, is that the topic you want to go on to? Tell me about this world, Tay. Tell me about this world, Ty. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a throw it back on me. <laughs> well, I know that a lot of a lot of the time Portland is very cloudy and I know that depression's in the air and when it Oof. comes time to spring, people like to literally spring out of their homes and pop up like daisies and all the other wildflowers outside and go to the parks and so it's very true i mean the sun came out yesterday and i ran through the park for miles and then i went to the store and bought a ton of sunflowers and now they're all over my house and now it's um cloudy today and i can't say that i'm not a touch of depressed so you're kind of right you're not a touch of depressed or you are a touch of depressed i can't say that i'm not so therefore i am ah the logic fits the logic fits. Well, I'm sorry about that. At least you have sunflowers to bring some sort of light into your to your home. I'm actually not that depressed. I think I'm just associating it with the, with the clouds. I don't know. I don't know. At this point, the clouds... I don't know. <laughs> you know. You know, I think you know. It's clinically proven. We all know. <laughs> some sort of statistic and test out there at one point said that Clouds equal depression, sunshine equals happiness, and that's why everybody likes California. I might be biased because I've never moved out of the state. (laughs) That's why I like California, but I love, I love Oregon. Oregon's awesome. Oregon's a wonderful place, and I'm grateful to be here, and I will find my way back to California at one point in my life, but school is going to take me wherever it takes me and the same for you as well but hopefully you get to stay in the bay because that's where i want the bay is rad and you want to be there are you (laughs) open to like going other places and maybe never coming back to california because like it's open to never coming back to california well yes you are um, if that, if I'm open to it, of course, because what if I move somewhere and it completely rocks my world and I love it and like Kansas, you know, <laughs> Kansas really the place. <laughs> I don't know. When I was like pre-med and was thinking about all the med schools I was going to apply to, I was like, you know, I might not, I like might only get into like 
med school in, you know, Kansas, so you might just end up there. <laughs> why, why is Kansas always on the doo-doo end I of the stick? I don't know. That's so true. <laughs> like, have I ever been to Kansas? Do I know what Kansas is like? Like, not at all. I'm just no. going along with it. <laughs> yeah, that that's almost like, do you know what anything's like if you haven't experienced it? No, and, like, tr- truthfully, well, to be honest, I have kind of experienced maybe a touch of what Kansas is like because my family is from a very rural part of Illinois. So I can kind of understand what it's like, um, but also Kansas could be really cool. I don't. I actually don't even know what well, state is Illinois. Kansas is is nice Illinois to. flat? Yes. Oh, it is. It's so it's like it's in my, very like flat. they have they have tornadoes and everything. I don't know if they have tornadoes, but I know it's pretty flat and it's pretty rural and I don't know. I like you step outside of Chicago and it's it's not much to do out there. Is your, <laughs> so your family's from a rural part outside of Chicago? Yes. How did your family end up there? Um, I think like my dad said my family has just been there for a long time. Long, long time. But how my family ended up in California, that is some movement that I am aware of, and that is because my parents didn't want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I get the not wanting to be in a rural part of this country from them. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I think a lot of people, I think think the majority of people don't live in rural communities, which might indicate that maybe a lot of people don't like living in rural communities. But I don't know. I don't want to bash that. I like cities, and I like being outside of cities. I like the movement. I like music. I like being able to experience music in the way that I have in Portland and in L.A., where I grew up and you grew up. Grew up. Um, music's a huge part of it, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, but that's, that's where the conversation's going. I'm totally cool with going there. Is there, like, a difference in the scene of the music between Portland and um la or like or do you or maybe rather if you'd rather answer this is there a kind of music that you seem to be gravitating to more toward now rather than when you're back in la like where are you in the music world there so i think there's a lot more available um, music and show wise down in LA just because there's so much going on there's so many people there's so many venues and obviously Portland is much smaller but there's it's still so lively um and you know the thing with LA is that it's kind of oh, sometimes it's hard to branch out because it is so big um and because there's so much to do and there's so much going on it's hard to branch out of what you normally do and what you normally see whereas in portland you're kind of um you're kind of like faced with all of it i feel like i have a lot more options in the sense that i just i'm a lot more aware um of what is going on because it's more of a tight-knit community um and i've been introduced to a lot of different kinds of music that you know i wouldn't i guess (laughs) <laughs> normally listen to a lot of different um branches of rock music and folk music and like worldly um music i'm not the best with genres so it's kind of hard for me to explain is this, there anybody but... who you're kind of listening to now like who who's an artist that you you really like 
that I've discovered from Portland. Well, yeah, they don't have to be directly from Portland, but maybe while you've been living in Portland, uh, somebody, you know, a musician that's found you their way into your lives, into your life. <laughs> One I can namely think of that really inspires me. It's this, like, female heavy metal punk band, and their name is Blackwater Holy Light. Um, They're a local female punk band, and it's more so heavy, like, metal, though, heavy metal. Who knows? Anyway, I love them so much and am so inspired by them, and they make me want to go pick up a bass guitar and get going. (laughs) Um... They, yeah, I, when I think of one, like, band I have come to know because of Portland, (laughs) and one band that means a lot to me, it's them, um, but gosh, there's, I like so many different kinds of music, it's hard to kind of pinpoint. (laughs) Is Black, Uh, are Blackwater Holy Light from Portland themselves? Yes, they are. Beautiful. Like- they are. They played at Desert Days last year, and really? they had a pretty big crowd, and their set was really awesome. You should go watch that if you want. <laughs> it's on YouTube? Yeah. Okay, so shout out to Blackwater Holy Light. We're going to YouTube you later. Everybody who's listening, definitely get onto that, because that will be some cultural experience that you don't want to miss out. I'm really interested in, like, what their biggest song is, and, like, also, like, what kind of, what what time of day do you listen to this? Is this something that you wake up, and you're like, oh, you know what, I'm feeling some heavy metal right now. Sun's out, sky's blue, let's rock out. Um, gosh, I mean, it (laughs) depends, it listen to them a lot when I'm driving when I'm driving really fast or long drives (laughs) (laughs) sounds so crazy long drives by myself I tend to listen to like punk and metal music when I'm driving mostly because when I'm home I am usually studying and I like to listen to something a lot more chill I can't study when I listen to like punk or hardcore music or anything of that nature (laughs) um some songs i mean they have a their self-titled album is really popular um they have i don't know fails of winter that album is really popular also i don't know i don't know if anyone listening to this would even like blackwater holy light and doesn't matter what other people like it matters what you like you are yeah i'm the star of the show yeah. Yep. <laughs> Me and my my road rage. <laughs> it's yeah. You, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what kind? So, what kind of music then do you listen to with like to chill out when you study? Because I feel like I can definitely see you raging out to Blackwater Holy Light while you're driving, weaving through traffic, making that road your own. Like, where do you go when you need to escape all the road rage? Where do I go? Um, Kikugaku Moyo. <laughs> how do you how do you spell that? Kikugaku Moyo. Um, it's a Japanese psychedelic rock band, but K I K A G A K U M O Y O. And I just say that because that was a person I was listening to before you called me. But when am I not listening to them? Honestly. <laughs> 
Um, what else do I listen to, though? Um, I love that. Well, I love how this is, it's, you went from being very niche and locale to where you are, and then you went, took me all the way to Japan. Hell but, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so where, where'd you... Where'd you learn about Kikigai Moyo? Where'd I learn? Um, friends. Friends? Is it friends. bad that I'm looking at the spelling of this and I keep thinking about Kika getting me some mayo? Kika getting you some mayo? Very spicy tuna roll? Extra spicy mayo? Extra spicy mayo. I wish. <laughs> I'm trying to cut out the fish, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was hard. That's a hard one. It's a hard one. It's it's interesting too. Well, and we'll go back to Kikigai Moyo, but now that we're hopping on to this, no, we don't thing. have to. There's a lot of I just I just threw that one out there. There's so much. There's a lot of music. We could literally talk about music for three minutes. Oh, we could talk about music for days. Why? Why? You yeah, I mean, sorry, I could talk about music for the rest of my life. Like my music doesn't revolve around Blackwater. Holy <laughs> my, Light, my, my, my capacity so to talk about more. music goes thirty minutes. <laughs> Huh? My capacity to talk about music goes 30 minutes. It's only 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I have 30 minutes and done. No, can't talk about it. It's like, okay. It's a hard line. What's something you listen to when you cook? When I cook? Yeah. Ooh, when I was cooking today, I was listening to the band Wand. Wand? <laughs> have you heard eccentric... of Wand before? No, these are such eccentric names. They're a psychedelic garage rock band. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this niche. It's just and niche band I'm, from now New Zealand. I'm, literally in, I'm like, just bridge the gap between Blackwater Holy Light and Kikagaku Moyo. I'm like, well, this is what I listen to while I cook. And that's what I listen to while I study. And then I drive and listen to this. And that's my bridge. <laughs> <laughs> like, you drive to a place where you can eat. And then once you eat, you study. Then you step, then you eat again, and then you take a drive. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I was listening to Wand, which I also listened to a lot. But I was also listening to Slow Dive. Oh, Slow Dive. <sighs> yeah. What were you listening to while you cooked today? While I cooked today, I was actually listening to the sound of nature and the birds. Wow, you are so good. <laughs> well, yeah, I was also kind of lazy. To put, <laughs> to put some music on. I know, I listen to the same all thing. the time. <laughs> Sometimes laziness just gives the best of you. It does. When I cook, usually I listen to Tycho, but that's because Tycho is the number one musician, artist group. I, I'm not even sure. Is Tycho an individual guy or is it a band? Because at this point, <laughs> I, I watch... There's a band with him, but I would say he's an individual... Yeah, I would say he's an individual guy, it's an individual it's, producer. I just, <laughs> I went and like looked it up. I was just like curious on Spotify, like what he classifies himself as, and his description. All all it says is, quote on quote, Scott Hansen is Tycho. Period. <laughs> God, okay, <laughs> he is That's literally it. And like usually people's descriptions on Spotify are like paragraphs about their genre and like what's inspired them and Tycho is just Scott Hansen is Tycho, period. So that's the genre of music I listen to. It's called Scott Hansen, huh? 
<laughs> I didn't even know his name, which is funny. No, so, that's a handsome. Now you know. That's a handsome name. He is a handsome boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, yeah. So I listen to Scott Hansen, I guess, a lot, and other than that, honestly, I'm just into like house and space. I kind of feel like I'm a little generic. I'm generic for not being generic. You know what I generic. mean? Generic. Um, <laughs> you're not generic. You're not generic at all. You have a wonderful taste in music. Shucks. Now you're making me blush. <laughs> the listeners are going to think I paid you to say that. Probably. <laughs> you are. You are, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yes, you'll get royalties. I'm racking in the bucks over here. Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing's for free. If there's one thing to learn in life, is that nothing is for free. No. Other no. than my love for you. Aww. Aww. But we don't I have to talk about you. that. No, we're, that's kind of the rules. We can't talk about how much we love each other. Yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, we can, but that'd be weird. Um. Anyways... <laughs> So, I want to ask, so you've been in quarantine up in Portland since Corona's kind of happening? Let's just bring that up because that's a big part of our lives uh, for everybody. Uh, everybody's being affected by it in some way or another. Um, so, just wanted to ask, you know, how are you doing on that front? Um, while I was down with family for a bit to kind of relieve some of their anxiety um they really wanted me home which I understood so I went and visited them and now I am back in Portland and I am just in school which I I was in school and I was down there as well um yeah I'm in my junior year at Portland State, as you know, I'm a bio major, double majoring in bio and psych, and I'm in a lot of classes, and I have a lot on my plate, as most of us students do, so I have had the wonderful distraction of academia to keep me going through this quarantine, and that is what I've been doing, essentially. <laughs> How is it being down there with your family then? I'm assuming then your family is uh, L.A. area, as you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, so being down with your family and doing school, how is that? Like trying to then juggle not only academia and your own personal self, but then also the change in the environment and your family who also then wants your attention? Gosh, so many things, <laughs> uh, so many things want your attention. I mean, just when you even think about it, when you're studying, you're like, there's so many things that want your attention at one point in time. And you're right, there's being around your family, it is, there's a lot of demand for your attention, especially when you only see your family like twice a year or whenever. Um, and it's, it's not like you don't want to give it to them, of course course you want to give it to them I mean for me I, I felt guilty about being down there you know for the first time in a while and not being able to give them my attention um but I am a very 
In terms of school, I'm a very strong-willed student, so, you know, I had to do what I had to do. I had to, you know, wake up every morning at 7 and start studying, um, wake up before they did so I could get in the zone before they had the ability to distract me. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I just, yeah, I had to do what I had to do. I definitely don't want to take these 17 units over again. And I, yeah, I just did what I had to do. It was difficult, though. Um, but, yeah, I did it. I spent a lot of time with them. I think I gave them a lot of my attention, and I spent really amazing quality time with all of them. And I have no regrets over the time I spent in school, the time I spent with them, I think everything balanced itself out well and still is, and everything is great, and that isn't sarcastic. <laughs> I didn't think it was. Um, one of the things you were just saying kind of stuck with me. You are saying, I had to do it, and I got it done, which to me, I'm inferring that you're a very self-driven and self-motivated person. Uh -huh. um, which is something that a lot of people might struggle with. I know that uh -huh. I've had other conversations with other people during this time, and it seems that they've kind of dropped the ball, and it's not really their intention to, but it just was hard to find the motivation um, to yeah. keep going. So what are some tactics or what are some things that you tell yourself to keep you going when everything's kind of telling you maybe you shouldn't? Or, you know, you might feel like that. It's a great question. Um, well, hmm. It's kind of like a, a few questions, because you're talking about, you know, learning oh, yeah. style. Questions are always because... laced. You know what? Yeah. So you can answer that however the heck you want. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about learning style. You're talking about like what motivates you and asking for advice on how I motivate myself and like how I learn essentially. And that's, it's complex, especially with this situation. Um, I mean, so as for learning style, yeah, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are definitely struggling. This is not their style of learning. Quite frankly, it's not many people's style of learning, but in my case, I, you know, this kind of is my learning style in that I do very well when I'm able to teach myself, and I've always been that way. I, it's hard for me to focus in class, and I usually go straight home and review the lecture on my own and read the book on my own and learn on my own anyway. So this just kind of, you know, worked out in my favor. But most people aren't like that, and, you know, I've watched – I've watched um, – Many people in my life struggle during this quarantine to keep up with their schoolwork because of this. And um, it's just, you know, it's my learning style and it's also in my nature to be strong-willed, borderline, very hard on myself, which I know you can understand as well. <laughs> um, and, you know, being hard on myself is... It, it's good and bad, and, you know, it's working out in my favor right now, but, of course, you know, I'm putting a lot of pressure 
on myself and there are days where I question why I decided to take 17 units during a quarantine altogether but you know I just have to push through and I have to remind myself every day that I am capable I am capable and not only that I'm very motivated right now in my life to succeed I'm very motivated by what I am learning and what I am doing so you know I'm taking classes some you know that I don't like but some that I absolutely love and you know if I wasn't doing that I don't I don't know if I'd be as motivated as I am also so there's also that like are you taking classes that you really love like how'd you figure out that those were the ones that you really love because all I wanted to do was learn about them. What are they exactly? You said that you were a bio major and a psychology major? Yeah, I'm taking a psychopharmacology course that I absolutely love. I think that's the class that I love this term, but it, I find myself taking notes from other classes that I'm taking and like adding them into my psychopharmacology notes to like create a bigger picture and I'm constantly researching scientific papers on the internet to like fill in the gaps in my psychopharm notes and I'm taking psychopharm notes and putting them into my genetics notes and like I'm just like I've never like felt like I wanted to create a bigger picture like in any given field like I have with neuroscience and the study of the brain and the study of the brain and of very biological sense um i've never felt like this and i've never been as excited to learn as i am right now with the brain so i guess that's how i knew i was very inspired by one of my professors who is also my professor of psychopharmacology and i think he might have changed my life a little bit so there's also that (laughs) well how in what way he is he's so motivational and he's so passionate about neuroscience and he's so passionate about wanting to involve students in research and volunteer opportunities and wanting to involve students in the community and wanting to integrate neuroscience and also fine art because he sees so much correlation between fine art creativity and neuroscience and he's so active about integrating those two things into the community um integrating those things with students with other schools he's he's very he's very inspirational and the way he teaches like it's just so captivating and I feel like I finally just you just introduced me to a part of my brain that (laughs) like literally and like literally introduced me to a part like the brain but introduced me to a part of my brain that I have fallen in love with I don't know he's just great I just really I just really appreciate him I and think- he's really stepped up during this quarantine and has been like some of my teachers are very disorganized like very disorganized which is something I don't necessarily like about taking 17 years during a quarantine is how disorganized some of my teachers are but he especially has seriously stepped up his game and organized his material in such an accessible way for his students, and I really appreciate it. And 
you can just see how much, you know, your, like, teachers, like, genuinely care about the way, like, care. (laughs) You can see how much they care by the way they're organizing material for you during the circumstance and the way they're presenting material, like, material to you. You can see that they're truly, like, empathizing with you and your learning style and how difficult it might be to, you know, be taking on what we are during this time. But anyway, sidetracked. No worries. Um, I do have to say that that is actually all the time that we have. So with that said, I'd love to maybe talk to you later if you were down. Um, but it's been a pleasure to have you on the cash and getting casual with you. Appreciate you. See you everybody later. Thanks for listening to the cash. If you'd like to be interviewed and aired on a future episode, email me Robbie Clark at the cash at gmail.com. The cash is spelled T H E. C-A-S-Z-H. If you'd like to listen to a live stream, you can do so on KCPKLP, a radio station affiliate of Pacifica Network.